What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 114 of the Taste of Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. Quick reminders that uh, it's April, so make sure to download and play Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0, both are for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back to the month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games, let us know what we thought of them. And our game of the month randomly picked is Jurassic World, which is a uh, park sim with dinosaurs. Play that, come back to the month. I think it's on sale right now. Dirt cheap. We got a real good tendency to pick games that have relevance on our game of the month. Dirt cheap. Also, the other games those guys made, I guess, which makes a lot of sense now that they made. Just the roller coaster one is yeah. Planet Coaster. I want the yeah. zoo game, motherfucker. Although I already have the the I already have the Jurassic World one though, so that's fine. Make sure to play that and come back at the end of the month for game of the month. We're going to talk about our experiences with that as well. You can type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment and you'll be considered for other tasty casts like this one where we will be reading your comments in this episode. We are going to actually do that this time. The next one, you could be in it. So if you type in AskTLG, hashtag AskTLG or hashtag something TLG, you guys get real creative and I, I just, it's fine. Um, do that and we'll uh, consider no. you for an episode. Let's say some crazy shit and I'm like, yeah. We're gonna put you in. in we're gonna lock you away in the in the fucking basement. The boo box. The boo box. The boo box. <laughs> no. Uh, we have Discord linked down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, and do me a huge solid, guys. Down in the uh, description box, there's a link to my sister channel, to this channel, Tasty Senpai, where. I will be doing personal videos and fun videos that are not gaming related. Hopefully I can get Chris to be on the Tasty Senpai channel sometime. And uh, yeah, we just did two, three shows. Two of them are out now where we ate Korean food, Korean snacks. It was mm -hmm, fun. Mm -hmm. It was tasty. Some of it. Some and of it, uh, yeah. you got to find out <laughs> what we thought about these things. There's two episodes over there right now. Like I said, down in the description box, you can click that. Go subscribe. I'm going to be uploading things not as regularly as on this channel. This channel is my priority. But um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I had fun doing that, so. And uh, I think that's everything. This is Tasty Cast. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Before we do that, though, I'm dying to know because everybody ever heard my 30-minute discussion on this by myself in a room that was dark. Um, <laughs> I talked about the DualSense, which is the PlayStation 5 controller. From I also talked box. about the from the the depths of the boo box. <laughs> I talked about my opinions on the DualSense and the Xbox One the Series X controller not not the xbox one controller um and uh yeah i already kind of went into that so i kind of want to get you guys' opinion on those um i'm pretty well versed on them so if you have any questions let me know uh the the xbox one controller seems to be similar to the original one has more uh grip on the triggers and has a share button now which is a welcome surprise like it's it's a good surprise it's welcome um i think every console should have that and then everybody has seen by now the dual sense which is in my opinion, PlayStation's biggest departure from any other controllers prior. So I want to know what you guys' opinion on those. Um, yeah, the Xbox controller. Uh, I mean, it looks pretty much um, in line with their current controller. And uh, if that's the case, I mean, it'll be comfortable. Um, I hope the analogs are a little tighter. That's been my only complaint the whole time with that controller. That's what I said too, yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean... Kind of like how you know Sony did for a long time, just kind of kept the the same shape because it was working for him. That's kind of the deal here. Um, that controller already functions just fine. 
uh, as far as like the dual sense controller goes, uh, I'm more so interested in the ergonomics of it just because I think the PS4 controller feels really good. So, and it does seem like they've made it wider and a little thicker at this point. So hopefully it still feels good because uh, that's really the most important part of it. I have to be able to reach everything. So um, as far as the rest of it, I mean, aesthetically, I like the look of it. I think it looks very um, sci-fi. It looks very in line with like their little Astrobot dudes in, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I don't think it's really all that out there. I think what's throwing people for a loop right now is the the dual colors on it. Um, but I think it's so weird. It is weird, but I, I, so weird. I, I think it looks, I think it looks great. It pops, you know what it is from a distance. Like the, it's unique, right? Um, it also, I think opens the door for a lot of customization options with people with Photoshop have been going nuts with anyway. So, um, I think Sony would be stupid not to take advantage of some of the ideas that people are throwing out there and just kind of borrowing them. Hopefully they have credit if they actually steal something, but, um, yeah, as far as like actual, like functionality and stuff like that i'm not the biggest like hardware dude when it comes to like consoles and stuff like that um i just need them to work and do what they they do so that's mostly what i'm curious about what's feel like in my hands so i'm kind of in the same boat you can you can run specs to me all day about stuff and it sounds cool and neat and like the the capabilities of it are really interesting but when it comes down to it if it doesn't feel right in my hands i'm not gonna enjoy playing with it like Anything's a step up for the N64 controller as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it still has a very similar shape from what I've seen. Um, from my understanding, the triggers have like a, a pressure sensitivity to them, which is going to be nice for for certain games. Like uh, uh, your shooters, I know people really like that trigger sensitivity, um, but like racing games is really going to give you that feel of like controlling the gas pedal from my understanding, which is going to be nice um, if you really enjoy that stuff. But really... <laughs> And it comes down to how well it feels in my hand. I don't care how much how fancy it is. If it, if it feels like a ninja blade in my hand, I'm not going to want to play with it. Yeah, I um I don't share the same concerns you guys have with the way it feels in the hand because I don't remember the last time I held a controller I didn't like for in like mm-hmm. multiple generations. So I think ergonomics have been nailed. That's why people are looking at the Xbox controller and the DualSense and going, oh, they're kind of similar. Well, it's because ergonomics got nailed. People understand how controller should feel in the hand. I think the Xbox 360 controller feels great in the hand. I think the Xbox One controller feels even better in the hand. I think the PS4 controller feels awesome in the hand. Prior PlayStation controllers, not so great. If you look at the uh, IGN did one useful thing ever, and that was today. And they showed this morph, this ana- this like anamorphic uh, video of the original PlayStation controller evolved to the DualSense. And uh, those grips have changed on every single fucking iteration of that thing um even if you hold the ps3 controller those grips are really like inward and thin and they don't really fit in your hand they kind of go to here and shit which obviously is going to be different for everybody but they feel really like shitty compared to the ps4 that made them more circular almost like handlebars um and then they have the rounded bottom for different sized hands maybe your hand goes down there it's going to grip that better or doesn't need that at all um they really fucking fine-tuned the ergonomics on the ps4 controller so i i have a big i i i don't believe that this controller is going to come out and not feel right in the hand i just don't i don't buy it um so yeah i'm not i'm not too concerned about that. yeah i'm not concerned about it it's just the only thing that really like matters because all controllers 
functionality wise are going to function for the purpose they have. So, yeah. Um, I just don't really have anything else I care about in, in their controller regard is really mm -hmm. was the point of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the big thing I had for that, like I'm, I'm definitely into tech and, and hardware and all that kind of shit. So when I was talking about it, I was, I, I get excited for the future of gaming and stuff like that. And so like with the switch, what it was able to do for portable gaming, but also at home console gaming, um, with its design is something that other, other consoles haven't done. And so it offers an experience that you can't get anywhere else. And I love that experience. I love being able to take my switch around everywhere. I love being able to take off the individual joy cons, use them as a controller. If I want to, uh, individually for two player, that's fucking genius. And I, I just love the, um, how modular the design is. So, um, in traditional gaming, it's, it's, there's an expectation that we want from the PS4 controller and the Xbox controller, but Sony pushed the bar in some senses with, uh, putting a touchpad on there which works sometimes with some games other games they don't care so much about although one thing i i always i'm so used to it that i don't think about it but um most games will have the touchpad at least click in to go to your map or some kind of menu that's something that other controllers don't offer mm -hmm. uh, which is something i really like it's it's a small thing but you press start and you got to go into the menu and find the thing you're looking for on ps4 typically it's just that one thing and that small difference evolved the experience on on playstation uh, what they're offering with um, the DualSense is something that is more akin to the experience that you can get with VR, an experience you can't get anywhere else. So Chris is kind of touching on a bit, but it's not quite what's going on with it. There's tension in the triggers mm -hmm. aside from aside from vibration as well. So the Xbox One controller has vibration in the triggers, and I think it's fucking awesome. It's not something needed, but it's a really cool experience you can't get anywhere else. This is going to have that as well, but it's also going to have it through the controller as well, haptic feedback, so you're going to be able to feel gravel and stuff like that, which is going to bring immersive experiences to uh, the, the audio engine that they've added to this thing, um, which will be really cool. But the tension in the triggers is something that's never been done on a controller. So this is something I'm excited for just because it's a new tech, but also it's a new way to experience games that, that you're not gonna be able to get anywhere else to be able to pull back on that trigger and get pushback. Like you're pulling a bow back and stuff like that. Very fucking cool. And it's not going to be every game that's going to do that. Uh, they're all going to have their own thing. So, and then the mic that's in the, in the fucking controller, a lot of people are just talking about like voice chat, which is definitely something you're going to be able to use it for. But like people a lot of times use their phone when they send like a voice message through PSN to someone. You won't have to do that. You'll mm -hmm. just have your controller. Someone sends you something. You just pull your control up to your face and go, oh, yeah, I'll be on like five minutes. And then you send it or whatever. You, regardless of your situation, you will always be able to do that. And that one thing is just going to change the whole suite that is the PS5. Um, it's going to be something that on the next generation, if there is one, I think that's one reason they're going with a crazy fucking look of this thing. The sci-fi look is this might be the last of like this style of console. Even though with these features that don't exist outside of this, I could see another console coming out because they're they're doing something to gaming that does not exist outside of this console. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, all those things like I I agree with the controller, like the way it feels and shit. But offering the same as what we expect from gaming, but also new ways to experience gaming that did not exist before. Um, I fucking love that. I fucking I'm so excited for it. And kind of to what you guys are saying, the Xbox controller, the new one is more akin to what you're saying. Like it just does what it's supposed to do. Right. It's got that share button. So it's, it's kind of meeting Sony um, 
in modernity, modernity, I guess you could already share shit on Xbox, but there's no button for it. But quick shortcut, yeah, yeah. But that they added that, it's great. But outside of that, it's just a control that does what it's supposed to fucking do. Um, so which is also cool. Um, just look at it. I mean, it pretty much looks the same. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. I've seen a lot of memes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of memes, a lot of fun ones, and a lot of pitchfork and torch memes. <laughs> well, you know, people got to have some form, form of war to have, I suppose. Although, and this is not me picking sides on anything. There are two memes that I think are the fucking funniest, and one of them is this dude with the PlayStation shirt on laughing while he has his hand on the back of this little fucking angry guy whose face is all red and he's fucking crying, but he's holding a thing of fucking Duracell double A's. And he's just fucking pissed and crying and the guy's like laughing and it's hilarious. And then the other one I like, and it, it doesn't even have to be the console war for this, but there's this uh, meme of this dude who's like celebrating, grabbing this chick's ass while kissing her. And he's fucking blowing fucking uh, mm. champagne in his face. He's just going nuts. And then it shows on the podium, uh, the person in first and second place just kind of looking over at him. And he's in third place, just fucking freaking out. <laughs> it says Xbox on him and it says PS4 and fucking Nintendo. I was like, oh, I love this shit. It doesn't it doesn't even have to be part of the console war, just in general, that idea of some dude in third place, fuck yeah, just freaking out. Thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some pretty funny memes out for the there for the shit. But uh Yeah. You guys think here's here's the last question. You guys think that the color uh is indicative of what the PS5 is gonna look like uh aesthetically? Do you think it's gonna be two tone or do you think it's gonna be black or white? And why? Because I don't think it'll be black. Because I think black and white will not go with a black console. It can, but I don't think it will. Uh, if it's white, I think uh, I think it could go with it. But I think it'll also be. I think it's gonna be white and black, like the controller. Honestly, I, I kind of hope it is, to be yeah. honest. Um, I mean, if they're gonna go crazy sci-fi looking with the controller, hopefully the console, at least color schematic wise, um, the box itself can still be a box, but you can get really creative with like design, like inlays and stuff like that. Uh, it could be mm -hmm. a black box with crazy white designs all throughout it. So, well, this is Sony too, so this yeah. box is not going to look like a box. Well, no, I know. I was just like speed bumps or fucking <laughs> for sure. monoliths or. I was just making the point that like, you know, we're getting a box, we know, and it will it'll have you know some sharp shape. I'm sure, like they mm -hmm. they usually do. Um, but yeah, you can you can have fun, you know, putting a design on it, you know, uh, and and still have that matching tone. Though, with the controller being kind of rounded, the the design might also have to be rounded then too. I don't know. I'm not a graphic designer. I think it's primarily going to be a white box and probably have like it's probably going to be like a matte white for most of the system. And then you're going to have highlights or like edging or like the PlayStation logo in like a glossy black. You even go with the matte and the glossy. I uh, I would assume the whole thing will be glossy because for some reason consoles always come out super fucking glossy and then later they'll matte it down. Yep. Um, I think it's because it's cheaper probably, but also because people bitch about the fingerprints. But when the thing first comes out, they're trying to go, look how shiny it is. And you look at it and you're like, that's fucking shiny. I love it. I don't want to touch it. And then you but. bring it home and you're like, ah, it's all fucking smudged up now. And they're like, okay, Matt's out now. And we're like, hey, that makes sense. <laughs> we all we all get kind of sold on the fucking gloss early on. But uh, I do agree with you. I think if it is two-tone, I think it will be primarily white and with uh, the highlights of it or um, edges or specific details in black. It's going to have the PlayStation logo in Chrome, though, just like the controller. That'd it's going to cool. be a raised logo. It says PS5 or something on it in Chrome. 
with a black glossy background edging around that and the rest of it's going to be white matte that that is the one thing about that controller i'm not a big fan of is that i actually prefer the circular home button as opposed mm. to the actual uh, playstation shape. shape it looks kind of tacky to me it almost looks like the hood of a car or something it, every time i look at like weird little details of these controllers i, I get flashes of old mad cats controllers um and not to say that, like like yeah don't gotta be that mean I, jesus <laughs> it just has like every now and then like little aspects of it kind of remind me of like details and things that they would add to mad cats controller like this the playstation shape would be something the mad cats controller would do mm-hmm. instead of the playstation circle button because it'd probably be copywritten they would like the playstation like logo or you know the mc on it in like a weird shape like they're doing now yeah yeah i can see that Although when I look at the DualSense controller, I'm, I'm looking at a really expensive controller. Unless they got those prices down to where they can pack all that shit into that controller, I, I feel like the thing's going to be 60 to $80 easy. 60 would be standard. That'd be expected. But that thing looks like it could easily be $80 to 100 bucks, just because of the amount of shit that's in it. No. But that'll come as the price when you buy it. But when you buy another one, I'm sure that price will, will be pricey just because it has more in it than any controller that exists right now. And that costs, especially when you're talking about haptic feedback in the controller and pressure in the fucking triggers, which we've never seen before. So, and a mic inside. That's, I mean, but this is all shit that you'd get, you know, in a, not all this, but a lot of these features exist in phones and they're small form factors. So, um, yeah. Should probably move on though, I guess. Anything else you want to say on the controllers? Not so much. No. Let us know in the comments. Uh, continue the conversation we started about a week ago about these controls. What do you think about them? What do you not think about them? You don't think about them at all? Maybe kind of like Chevy. You're like, yeah, hey, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Hopefully it fits in my hands. Um, and uh, yeah, give us your opinions in the comments below. So let's jump into what we've been playing. I'm going to be kind of quick about this because last Tasty Cast, we kind of ran long and we didn't fucking, we didn't get in everything. So uh, I've been playing Jurassic World Evolution. I've been enjoying it. I'll, I don't know if I should be saying that, but I'll go into detail on that on Game of the Month um, for the most part. And uh, But yeah, I, I built my park. I got things going on. There's dinosaurs and shit, and I will uh, talk about that more at the end of the month. Uh, Dirt Rally 2.0, I've been playing that. I have... Some stuff to say about that game. Um, have not played Uncharted 4 because I've beaten it in the past and I'm waiting on that and I really probably shouldn't be doing that because by the end of the month I'm like, oh, i got to play this. I'm pulling a Chevy right now with Uncharted 4. Um, Remnant from the Ashes. I played that with Josh. It was really fun. It's cool that uh, the co-op works really well. We ran through. We're fucking destroying bosses left and right, uh, getting stuff unlocked. Um, I was buzzed when I played it, so... I was still doing pretty good though. Um, drinking a cider. That was weird. Um, yeah, it's a fun game. I just like that that game is like a souls like game, but it just has straight up co-op just straight up. Like you just join the person's game and you just play through it. That's cool. I love that shit. It's a, it's a fun game cooperatively to play and it's three player co-op. So that's fucking cool. Because for some reason, they're all. Uh, Resident Evil 3, I'm about two hours into it. And uh, I just need to sit down and beat it. Because if I play for another hour, I guess I'll beat it. Because that shit's short, apparently. Um, So far, uh, I like it quite a bit. Um, It's not as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, Apparently, it's a different team that worked on it. Everybody keeps telling me that. Um, And uh, the the rumor is that team's doing 4 now. Resident Evil 4 Remake? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as they spend a little bit more time on this, this was rushed. It doesn't feel rushed in like its graphics and gameplay, but it is a short game. So that kind of explains why they were able to make it so quickly. But for the most part, it it works. So it is missing some key features and some stuff that 
I do kind of miss from three, but the original, but um, all in all, I don't think it's that bad. And then it came with that multiplayer. So it's, it's not that big a deal, but I need to beat it to have a better um, opinion on it. But so far it's been pretty cool. Uh, played Half-Life Alex today. I restarted my whole uh, save, which I, after I've, you know, played what I already played before, I went through it pretty quickly. I streamed that whole experience. So check that out. It's uploaded right now on uh, YouTube um, here where you're at right now. Uh, and uh, holy shit, that game is so fucking cool. It's so cool. It is by far the best VR experience when it comes to uh, development and quality. Um, I've played through what I've played through twice now, and I it was just as great the second time around playing through it. Um, and, uh, the way they're telling a story in VR, the way that the graphics fucking look in VR, the physics are fantastic. The fucking gunplay is good. The only thing it's limited by is pretty much the movement that you get in a lot of VR games, which is standard and I'm used to it, but that gives you every option of how you want to play a VR game. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the whole time. I'm just so impressed with it. I remember the first time I played it, I was like laughing out loud just looking at shit i was like holy shit this is amazing look what they fucking pulled off this is incredible and second time playing it, i'm still just like holy shit man this is awesome and uh i watched some of my footage from the stream and um it, lo- it looks great I'm, I'm glad that uh uh it actually will show you a hud that i don't see when i play it uh the hud's different uh when you're actually playing the game so it has a different spectator view for people watching um which is pretty standard with some vr games but um it, it still looks fantastic uh, for people watching. It just doesn't translate in the same way of like two eyes, world being 3D and stuff like that. It's just such an incredible experience um, that I can't wait to play further. And I mean, I it, the only reason I stopped today during my stream is because I was starting to get hungry. I had to piss and fucking uh, I tried a maneuver that I thought might work, but also thought might fuck me over. It fucked me over. I panicked. I died for the first time. Uh, in that game, and I was like, yeah, that's probably a good place to stop. That's a good climax. People can go, ha, he died. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> three hours into the game, finally it happened. Get good. Um, yeah, there's all these all these zombies are coming at me, and I was like, there's a red barrel. And I fucking jumped over there. I'm like, I'm gonna let him come up to it. I'm gonna shoot it and blow him up. And then two guys showed up behind me. I was like, uh oh. I was like, uh, and I tried to teleport past them. I got stuck, and I tried to teleport into this like stairway and then I got stuck down there and then there uh, there's just a fucking mess and then I blew the thing up. It took damage and then head crab jumped on my fucking head and murdered me. And I was like, all right, that's, that's enough for me today. <laughs> um, but yes, if you have VR capabilities, able to play VR games on PC, I can't recommend half-life Alex more than any other VR game that exists right now. So, if you want to see the pinnacle of what a AAA VR game can be, this is it. This is this is such a taste of the future of VR. Like this is where it's all going. Um, once more AAA developers get on board with this, it's gonna get fucking crazy. So, uh, and then finally, I'm just gonna use this as a way to just jump into a general conversation on this. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII, um, and long story short, I fucking love this. It is the best game of 2020 so far. Is my favorite game of 2020 so far, easily, um, easily. But as everyone knows on the channel, I got my three that I know will be in my top three. Not surprised, seven is uh, is my favorite so far, but the other two aren't out yet. So, um, but it is talk about an incredible experience, man. I'm fucking, I am, I'm loving this game. Um, we're not going to talk about details here because I don't want to, I, I would love to have that conversation. We could have that as a separate episode, but I don't want to ruin 
I won't allow myself to ruin the experience for anybody who's potentially maybe behind where I'm at or uh, hasn't played the game yet or hasn't had a chance to play it or is still on the fence about it. But uh, just real quickly, um, graphically, I think the game is fucking great looking. I love the character models. They're so fucking good looking. They're so good looking. Um, the voice acting in English isn't isn't bad, which is great. I like Cloud's voice actor. Um, I like Tifa's voice actor. I like Aerith's voice actor a lot more than I thought I would. Would Like in the trailer, I was like, she doesn't sound good. And then I heard her in the game like, oh, it's not so bad. Uh, Chevy brought this one up, but like Barrett, they, they like they added more to him as a character, which is great. Um, and uh, but yeah, some of my some of my uh, complaints when it comes to voice acting is I don't like the guy who plays Wedge. He's the dude from Breaking Bad, and it's essentially equivalent to if you had Seth Rogen playing fucking Wedge. I fucking hate it. Um, every time he talks, I'm like, oh my god. Um, and then Sephiroth. Yeah, I don't like his voice. It's not it's not even bad. He's not a b- bad voice actor. It's just not like we talked about this a little bit before the show, but like um, Advin Children, the Japanese voice actor for him, is like perfect. He's got this deep, calm, psycho voice. Mm-hmm. And the guy in uh, in this sounds like, uh, I don't know, like a early 30s underwear model. Yeah, they the way I, I worded it, and and I, only because I I can't really think of a better way to Should word saying it. This guy's handsome. He's like this is a they, handsome motherfucker. They they it's like the casting company looked at his character model and was like, all right, good looking, right? And then Sephiroth, that's so and that's what they went with instead of like psychotic villain. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, there's there's this, and we've talked about it a million times on the show, but um, there's this psychotic nature to Sephiroth. He's not like, he's not a villain because he's like, I'm the bad guy. I, I got goals. I'm trying to get all the money or destroy this village or whatever the fuck or this kingdom. He's sick. He's just nuts. Yeah. yeah. And so, and in, in Advent Children, he's, he has like this like, because if you're, if you're as sadistic and crazy as Sephiroth, you're going to be completely, you've bought what you're trying to sell to other people. You fucking are confident and convinced you're doing the right thing. And so when he talks in, in, that stuff, he's just very like, this is what's got to happen, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> but in this, he's like, hey, Cloud. He's like kind of like whispering to you too. Hey, I might be real, I might not be real. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, that's yeah, not it's, Sephiroth. It's a little jarring. That's not Sephiroth. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are my biggest complaints when it comes to voice acting. The music is amazing top tier every fucking song gives me chills as soon as it starts up i'm like oh i just keep playing i'm like holy shit this is so good yeah it's it's and some of the songs are like these brand new orchestral versions and some of them are like pretty similar to like the the older like you know 32-bit fucking like but like you're just a little sharper in sound or whatever and just enough to be like oh i love this so much um, and then the, there's these cool remixes. One of the big one everyone keeps talking about is fucking uh, hip hop to Chocobo, um, which is a banger, Chris. It's a fucking <laughs> banger. That shit is sick. It's fire. It's lit. And then there's a pretty simple but cool like like remix of Prelude that's kind of like kind of like this like techno trancey. Like it. It's just like a little faster paced. Um, but man, every single song, dude, I love every song in this fucking game. Also, 
and jump in because I'm I'm just like gushing now. Um, <laughs> seeing this world rendered in not only these graphics but on this scale is fucking such a fucking pleasure, dude. The the when you're on the upper plate because anyone's played the games, the prior one, you know you're up there at some point. It's fucking so cool to see, Spe- specifically after the reactor goes. Pow! But when you're in the slums, and we mean you talked about this already, you get the sense of just how fucking massive this place is and how fucking shoddy it is. You're looking up, you're like, I was telling you, I was like, I was like, look up, I was like, this is dangerous. <laughs> why are they living up there? And why are these people below them? And then, you know, there's people in the game going like, what if the plate falls and shit? I'm like, what if? That's that'd be fucking a shame. Um, There's a part coming up, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but you definitely get a feel of the shoddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking. I was like, "What if a fucking piece of metal just fell? That would kill people down here. I'm like this sucks." And just like out the distance, no matter what time of day or whatever, you see this fucking metallic structure. This like it's just taking over the sky over this fucking slum. Which you already knew this was like that in the original one, but this one you're looking at this with all the lights in the distance, they're all blurred out and shit, and you're like, This is fucking insane. It just it's so realized compared to the original one. Um, for obvious reasons, but like it's just it's just so so fucking amazing to look at, man. Well, like so like in the original game you have uh obviously like the hallways and stuff like that you walk down. And this game does that too. Um it's just that from the original game, you're kind of at this perspective where it's, you know, the camera's pointing down at you and uh, every once in a while you get like, you know, a scene, like a still image. And you you have an idea that Midgard is this big place, um, but there's no sense of scale. Mm-hmm. And you play in this game and the scales in, in it's there like you, you're looking at it. And it's the, the first time, uh, especially uh, when you you. Uh, Are you're in sector seven and you you leave your room? I'll just put it that way. And the camera is just instantly pointing at the top plate. You're like Jesus Christ! <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's just insane. And then they do that a couple more times. Even like as you you hit certain like vantage points and it just wants to show you the entirety of us of the sprawl. And you're just like Jesus Christ! They did such a good job of making this just like seem massive like Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy and then yeah when you're on top plate you don't get the same feel because you know you're you're essentially like you're on ground level yeah yeah from there you're you're seeing the sky as it should be you see the fucking you know the shinner tower the the urban ass fucking reactors and shit Mm -hmm. but which is also one thing i love when i was running around the streets and stuff is like between buildings you look over you see that fucking big ass reactor i'm like that's almost haunting Mm -hmm. it's creepy (laughs) that each each section of this place has its own visual style and, and culture, whatever that you would assume from the last game, but just seeing it like this now, but also like what's normal for both sides of this is interesting. You have like this modern looking city area, but then you got this like creepy ass reactor just over them fucking producing goddamn energy. And then down below them, there's just people who are like struggling, but also just like the sky's covered by the fucking people that live above them. And or like, like what you would perceive as like your middle class people. Like they're trying to, to climb that, that ladder. They, mm. They're dressed nice. They make money. Obviously they have like a house. Obviously it's in the slum. So it's still like well, yeah, a the, slum the, house. The, the train that goes up there, yeah. stuff like that. When you're going down, just like in the original game, cause we're not going to talk about details too much, but like yeah. uh, they just seeing all the different people on the train and 
some of them are all dressed up wherever, but they're still going down to the slum because that's where they can afford mm-hmm. to live. Yeah. yeah. They've definitely cultivated atmospheres for each section of the game that I've seen so far. The, like you said, the plate is very sterile feeling, but like modern, but there's no like, there's no warmth to it at all. It feels very like cold yep. and hard. Whereas like if you go to the slums, it definitely is the slums because if there's just piles of trash everywhere, but it still feels warm and vibrant and alive. And like mm-hmm. there's people running about and like, it just has this totally different atmosphere. Like even though they're like, they're like basically in po- complete poverty, they still have like this warmth to them. That's really like, it's super battle angel, man. Like <laughs> it, it's like the top and bottom plate idea. It's really neat. Yeah. yeah, well, with what Chris is talking about, though, I think is really interesting because I agree that that even though the rich are up there, there is this cold, sterile feeling up there. Everyone's just kind of doing their thing. People are driving on fucking the roads all over the place, and there's like these fucking menacing reactors over them and shit. But then down the slums, it's dirty, it's filthy. They're fucking covered by the rich or whatever. But then also there's just like more activity. There's more people running around. There's the cutest fucking little kid in a video game ever looking for her cats i don't know if that's a spoiler it's a side thing but it's a side question she is fucking adorable and cloud scared the fuck out of her cats um (laughs) that's one thing too about good i do have a couple gripes about the game though oh yeah it's a regression so much about it no Um, no spoilers no spoilers okay no spoilers um it, it feels like the detail work put into a lot of the NPCs that you interact with is less in comparison to the player characters. 100%. Um, Japanese game. For sure. For sure. (laughs) But it's to the point where like, I'm seeing a lot of like really like glaring issues for me. The, the voice acting lines up very poorly Mm. with their lip motions, very poorly in English. Mm. However, if you put in Japanese, it's perfect, which I get, like you said, it's a Japanese game, but in the history of like Final Fantasy games, even then, like older games have this like fine tuning to like the mouth movements, and this is just blatantly like bad. Like their mouths and teeth are showing when they're saying certain words. Their mouths should be like open. It's it's really odd. And just one NPC to nitpick about in particular. I won't say names or anything like that, but he's got a beard, and I couldn't I couldn't focus on the game because from the angle the camera was in, you could see through his beard into the wall behind him. So the beer was disconnected from his face. It was really, really jarring. Uh, and like minor details of like certain areas that have like, like there's these coil lights that line some stairwells. They're very poorly rendered. Mm. It's, um, there are some textures in the game that are not like almost non-existent. Like the doors are um, specifically in the apartments mm-hmm. are not textured. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I have a feeling it's going to get patched at some point. Yeah, it's stuff that can be fixed. But yeah. yeah, and a lot of that too could be PS4 to PS4 Pro differences. Mm-hmm. Although, um, and the big thing I saw before I even played the game was people bitching about uh, rocks in uh, outside areas uh, taking a second to load in, which is just mm-hmm. a thing in the engine that can be fixed. Blah yeah. blah blah. I didn't mm-hmm. notice it a whole lot on my PS4 Pro, but I did. But I, but I did see it. Um, when it comes to JRPGs in general, though, I do expect less work to be done in a lot of their open areas and NPCs because that's just something I'm used to in almost every yeah, JRPG sure. I play. Uh, if I if I was playing a Rockstar game, I'd be surprised because they do the impossible when it comes to details like that. Uh, as mm-hmm. for the lip syncing, I've seen some people, all the main characters, uh, their lip syncing to English is, is fucking perfect. I was actually really impressed with that. I've seen NPCs 
that I was imp- I was impressed by actually lip syncing to English perfectly as well. I was surprised they went to that length because a lot of games they don't. They just let them speak how they would in the Japanese version, and then they put the English over it. I did see a couple though that that did what you said they did. So it seems to be inconsistent. I, I haven't seen it across the board as a standard be what you explained, but I have seen it. So it does seem to be some people got less work than others. Um, there is a lot of repeated. Uh, character models i saw the same girl three times on the train um doesn't bother me so much though old man in an apron and a beard five of them in one area like within like 20 feet of each other yeah and to avoid that you see a lot of animes and some video games actually just make characters that don't have details at all because Mm -hmm. they're just trying to convey to you that a crowd's there as Mm -hmm. opposed to the detail of the crowd um persona Five does that oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. and then i've seen anime where in the background there's just a bunch of silhouettes of people walking mm-hmm. around stuff like that so uh this stuff doesn't bother me too much um but it does tell me where their priorities lied uh sure. when they made the game which is definitely the character models because yeah. for sure and, yeah. and the detail the things that matter yeah. things to the storyline key locations like seventh seventh heaven yeah and stuff like that is all super detailed and awesome mm-hmm. to to a fucking t but uh the other things that are all added. A lot of it still looks great. Um, I was impressed with the sure, fucking cat sure. animations. Uh, you walk up to them, they fucking run away from you and shit. And they kind of do that weird cat like slinking like, eh, don't fucking touch me after <laughs> you like get near them. And I was like, they worked on all these cats? That's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, there is some things that, that are kind of uh, vacant in their textures and mm-hmm. some repeated stuff that I, I wouldn't blame this game specifically for. It just falls victim to something that I'm used to in other games that do that. Uh, some games, some developers don't put the same kind of work into every piece of their game as like Rockstar or Naughty Dog. Um, or willing to even just spend the money like the the publisher's like, yeah, we need to get that out. You know, type of deal well, I'm sure they had plenty of money. It's just in the development time, they were like... Put less time into those fucking NPCs. Yeah, for sure. Get them in there. It's just like I'll play a game and some games like you, you'll see like the corner of a building meeting the wall. And if you look between it, you just see nothing like the map doesn't exist in there because they didn't have enough time or they prioritized the time to make sure everything just worked perfectly and was tightly made. Um, and when I see that, I'm like, OK, that makes sense. Like, you know, sure. it's just it's just completely incomplete or whatever. Um, but uh but yeah, it just comes down to the priorities of it. And the priorities of this game, I think, was to make a... Uh, when it comes to the details and the story and all the things that were in the original, now in this, I think they made sure to get that all right. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Character models all look amazing. Um, they look the way they should look. Um, I'm not upset with any of the way any of them look. Um, and all the main locations, all the storytelling is really good. Um, they put a lot of work into a lot of the things. Yeah, so a lot of those kind of ambient uh, issues if that's the way i'll put it um are there for sure um and they're definitely worth nit- nitpicking but they haven't taken away from the experience for me at all not to say not to say that anybody said that i'm yeah. just saying for me personally no no, yeah. no, no. So just something i think should be pointed out that that I, even me coming to this i haven't i haven't played the game physically myself i've just watched my brother play it but just i had really high expectations which i you know understand they're my expectations and they're mm. probably unreasonably high so just but these are things i noticed yeah for sure i mean, it's good i don't want to sit here and just go it's the best thing ever blah 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 because there's definitely some things to it but for uh sure. but yeah it's 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 my favorite game this year so far though easily so um, yeah i mean besides like you know obviously i play final fantasy 14 a lot and mmos kind of lend themselves to long play sessions Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of games I can't just like sit down and just like play for hours on end. I played 
Final Fantasy VII, I want to finally did sit down and play it uh, for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was just in it. It's easy so, to keep yeah. playing. Yeah, I played it for, I think, six hours straight. So, um, yeah, it's... And it's really easy to do. I'm also very happy with the combat. It's simple enough with enough nuance to be as complex as you need it to be as well. I have, specifically with Cloud, been in plenty of situations where, like, I had an opening. I started swinging with the, the faster stance more. And then as soon as, like, because I was used to fighting those guys... As soon as I had the opportunity to, I switched to the slow stance that does the counterattack so that the moment they swung at me, I hit them and stagger them. And that you don't have to do, but the game allows you to do that. Yeah. And it's really nice. Um, also, being able to, like, your character gets pinned and you go, whoop, switch to the other guy or, you know, to Tifa or a Barrett. Yeah, it gives or, you reasons to hop around. Yeah. And then you can go, like, I got to go get him out and you run over there. Um, also, there's been a couple times where like I thought Barrett was the better choice to use in the fight. So, mm-hmm. um, as the player, and still issuing the commands and stuff because they're mm-hmm. everyone's moves are very useful. So, uh, combat feels great in this game. Combat is very crispy, especially the animations when you start getting to more complex like skills and combinations of things, like the animations and just the details and the particle effects really are super neat and crisp looking. For sure, yeah, no, I love it. Uh, the animations are really good. I've, you know, we didn't get Tifa in the demo, but uh, you know, playing her finally and seeing her in action, she looks fucking awesome. She's um, also fast amazing. as fuck. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Pretty much everything that felt like it was just like known from the original is just confirmed and translated. This. Yeah, yeah. Because before they're all just standing there and they're like, bah! and they do their move or whatever. But now, and we all just had this idea of like, oh yeah, Tifa's like, we'll box the fuck out of you. She's like fast as shit and like. And then you see her and like, yeah, that's how she's always been. It's like, no, that isn't how she was in the original. Break allowed you to do multiple moves. Exactly, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> just like yeah. Cloud. Like Cloud's like a little like skinny dude, but like he's got that big fucking sword that he swings around like a motherfucker. And, All over, uh, yeah. Yeah, and when you see him just like, just like hitting people and shit, I'm like, Cloud's a badass. Yeah. I've always known that. But to see him, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. When people are like fucking with him and he's just like, like stern with them and shit, I'm like, Cloud will fucking murder you. Yeah. Um, and... I I'm it. not going to say specifics, but there's a part you're coming up on where you get a nice little taste of like cloud essentially being a badass. And I was just like, man, it's crazy. Cause the whole game, he's just like moving kind of slow or whatever. And then like all of a sudden he gets in combat. And it's like, he wakes up and he just what goes. He does. Well, and it's funny because at the, there's a part of the game I'm at now where someone mentions that. It's like, Oh, you kind of feel like the, they're like, oh, weird that you feel very comfortable or you seem very comfortable in that situation. And he, he just kind of goes mm. and just like doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> well, he about says it. a couple times too, yeah. like, you know, this is what soldiers are fucking trying to do and shit. Yeah. And, you know, he keeps talking about that. He's like, that's that's what I do. And then, uh, yeah. I know this is going along, but I do want to add one thing to this. It's fine for the record, Chris. We're not watching the video. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Advent Children tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, so welcome. They, they are because now it makes the movie even more valid. Mm-hmm. And there's also a sense of mystery to them in this game, which I really yeah. like. Um, well, because it's leading up to that's a sequel. So, yeah. So I don't know. Like, it's just so smartly written in. There is some moments where it does f- f- fill, uh, feel filler-esque, um, but it does still contribute to 
world building and i will take that yeah. like <laughs> i was gonna ask about the filler thing in a sec but to to talk about the advent children thing real quick we kind of talked about this a little bit already but one thing i like about it is a lot of times if you have something that existed and got like some kind of sequel or something to it long enough ago and then you do something to kind of bring that back whether you're making a movie remake or whatever a lot of times just kind of like retcon a lot of the stuff that they advanced or whatever. And not only did they just go, Advent Children is legit canon, they embraced the fuck out of it to mm-hmm. the point where the design of this Final Fantasy VII is, has Advent Children in mind as canon. Big time. Uh, visual yeah. style reminds me of Advent Children, like all the character models. Especially like that. up on the top plate. They're all better looking than Advent Children was, but all the character designs in Advent Children from the original seven um, transferred to this. So we're getting like characters that look just like Advent Children. Um, but also, like, the Geostigma stuff is heavy in this game, which is really fucking mm-hmm. cool. Um, a lot of the the mystery stuff, I'm not going to talk about uh, certain things. I don't know. I can't talk about it. But because um, I, I wouldn't want to find this out either. Um, it's it's So much of it is, is connected to having children in a way that's leading up to it. That, that it, it, it full-on embraces that that exists as part of the canon of Final Fantasy VII. And it's really fucking cool because... At first, if I was playing like a remake of something, I'd want it to be as close to it as possible. And if they're going to do something different, just make sure you're doing the right thing. Because um, if you, if it's too different, I'm going to be like, ah, I don't like this. But this, all this stuff is completely different to the original Final Fantasy VII, but it's not different to the canon of Final Fantasy VII that was continued in Advent Children. And they did it in such a smart way that it's like, I just accept it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this isn't in the original. I'm like, but... This kind of weird shit was happening to having children, and so this is like leading up to that, and that's mm-hmm. really fucking cool. Yeah, it just solidifies it, the canon. And so yeah, so you get your original game where the story goes essentially from A to B, and in this, it's still going from A to B, and it feels very truthful in that regard. But on the way to B, it's kind of zigzagging instead of going straight. Yeah, um, right. so it'll, it'll veer off, come back to to the that main story, and then veer off and come back, and you get. Like I said, more world building. Sometimes it feels really natural. Sometimes it does feel a little filler-esque, but um, it's never unwelcomed, at least for me. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So when it comes comes, to, oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was gonna say it definitely fills out the gaps in the story. It kind of rounds out the world for us instead of it's like kind of like linear. Like this is the story, and we're just gonna go kind of through it. Like Final Fantasy VII has a lot of side quests in the original one, but you're still like they're just kind of side missions. They don't really like kind of round the world out as well this one really gives this full rounding of like here's all the details of like what happened while you're down here and i just in and out there's like all this like life that you're experiencing down in like the in the slums like the slums from what i recall the original seven which is bear with me it's been a long time since i played the original one but you're kind of down there you do your stories and there's a little side mission to get out Mm -hmm. that was kind of it yeah this definitely gives like this whole experience of like what life is like down there and just this rounded story of being there it makes the experience more robust it feel mm-hmm. not not saying this because filler but it fills it out like kind of mm-hmm. like we were saying like there's all the main events of seven that you expect and there are some things you'll walk up to characters and talk to them they say something like oh that's interesting that you know people are saying that about the slums and shit like that here but uh in this um there's all these things that happen in the main story of this game but there are things that didn't happen in the original but in a way that just goes well during his time here this also happened in between those main events that you're expecting. And 
that shit's dangerous because I haven't, I haven't beaten this fucking game, but I know the story of Final Fantasy VII, and a lot of the character building worries me because I'm <laughs> like, I really like these characters. I already liked them in the first game. I like them more now because I'm spending, I'm spending more time with them doing all these fucking things that did not happen in the first game, and I know where this goes. So this is going to be rough. Um, yeah. There's like three fucking major events that happen to people that this game is going, hey, you know what? Not only do these characters exist and they're likable, but there's a lot to them. And you should learn a lot more about them. You should spend time and have fun with them. (laughs) And if something were to happen, God forbid, you know, at least you got to know them. I'm like, I don't want to get this fucking personal with these people. I don't get this personal with everybody in the fucking slums. I know what happens. Aerith shows up and I got chills just seeing her. I'm like, oh, fuck. I know what happens. Don't don't talk to me, please. I don't want to get to know you. You stay over there. Yeah. Also the uh the expansion on Soldier as a as a type um is welcome, but mm-hmm. not as strong as I thought it was going to be. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm I don't even know how many chapters are in this game, but I don't even feel like I'm halfway yet, so. Yeah. Yeah. We have 40 minutes left. No, that's, and you guys got to talk about what you've been playing still. Well, actually, I was gonna say mine's gonna be really easy because they're uneventful. Well, do you guys have anything else to say on Final Fantasy? Like, we could literally talk about this for like two hours. Oh, for sure. Well, I have more to say, but and and obviously, we're not even talking about like spoiler stuff. We're just no. trying to be as vague and, and as possible. Um, I just want to reemphasize the music part, though. I like <laughs> they designed the music to grab your nostalgia and just fucking hold on tight while giving you something new to experience with it. It's crazy. Shake it around a little. Yeah. Yeah. Every song, like you said, as soon as I like, walk up to a new jukebox and so- songs playing, I stop and I have to listen. I can't even play at the moment. Every fucking section you go to every new area and the old songs come up in new ways. Yeah. I get this fucking rush of nostalgia met with, just the fucking quality and respect these songs are getting yeah. in a way that like celebrates seven. Um, and it's just like, I always have to just stop and just take in the scenery and listen to the song. And I'm like, I'm experiencing this game that impacted me as a gamer, real fucking like, it's one of the most impactful games I ever played in my fucking life. And I get to experience it like this now. And they did it in such a cool fucking, uh, celebratory fucking just like way. It's just like awesome. In every way. Yeah. And it's just, it's, like I said, it celebrates that this game existed. It's a fucking legendary game. And these songs are just like, not only were those songs all memorable and awesome, you guys love them, but we put all this fucking work into making them even better. And it's it's so good. It's so good. I got chills now just thinking about the fucking yeah. soundtrack. It's so fucking I good. mean, I'll be buying it when it comes out. Sure. So. I'll get the show on vinyl, dude. It's so good. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. I just had sure. to emphasize that point because I didn't get a chance to talk about the music. It's sure. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I kind of start going, Ugh, I love Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> you guys got anything else to say on that? It was worth $330 I spent on it. At first, like, why did you spend that much? Yeah, I forgot. I got the, we did that I got unboxing. The motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. I bought the, the $80 digital version, so. Just because I want to fucking throw them some bones. Um, nothing else? Mm-mm. 
I could go on and on. Yeah, yeah, we could do that easily. And I want to, I want to read some comments this episode. So, uh, yeah. less on the comments because we're still doing what we've been playing. But less on the comments. What are your thoughts on Final Fantasy VII? Are you playing? It or are you not playing it? Um, are you planning on playing it? Are you excited? Or are you not excited? If you are playing it, what do you think about it? Please, no spoilers, none at all, none. Please, just go. I really like this. Um, and yeah, let me know your thoughts on it. Uh, I'm, I'm so far. I've been hearing nothing but good things. I haven't heard one complaint about it. So, um, yeah, that is funny. Twitter has been besides the obvious stuff uh animal crossing and final fantasy 7 for me like it's crazy so you're still talking about animal crossing yeah uh speaking of that let's jump into what you guys have been playing i played some animal crossing today is easter as of recording and the bunny will leave after today and i won't have to fish up eggs good riddance that guy's a fucking <laughs> creep get off but my island he'll still be there no he's he's gone no no he'll be there well whatever no more <laughs> eggs um other than that, business as usual, getting bells, upgrading my house, trying to get KK to come hang out in my my island and hold a concert. That's my my objective at the moment. Um, Whose hair is this, man? Mine. Like Impressive. Mine <laughs> looks like dog hair. We don't have a dog. We don't. We have rabbits. Sorry, what are we talking about? I'm down. Like, what is this, man? <laughs> Just talking about trying to get KK uh, to come hang out at my my island. That's that fucking beatnik, right? The dog. Yeah, that the sings super all the cool songs. hipster. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy XIV, which I don't have anything to report on. i just doing the things I always do. I have something to report on. I technically played it because I logged in and logged out. I bought time. Now to log in and actually play. Dude, there's so many. I got so many fucking games to play, dude. But I, I, I didn't buy time for no reason. So. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. Uh, I have also been playing 14. I have three of my relic weapons. I have Astrologian to 72, what, 71 now. That's hot. Uh, I played a bunch of Vermintide today. Yeah, you didn't fucking invite me. The party was full, all right? I got invited by Keith, who had two other friends to play with. I will say fuck your party, but I like Keith, so. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Jurassic Park Evolution. World. Whatever. Yeah. I yeah. did the same mistake last time. He has time. the Jurassic Park DLC. It's fine. I do. I do. <laughs> Thanks, Omic Sai. Yeah. <laughs> um, and surprisingly, the family and I have been playing a lot of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, which is a VR game about uh, ter- uh, bombs. Disarming bombs. Yeah. You said the family? Bombs. I was like, the mafia? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it would be like it's usually me, my brother, and my mom. Um, and definitely requires a lot of good communication skills. I forgot there was and a VR version of that because I think there was not a... to be like all like tooting my own horn. Yeah, we are playing in VR. Yeah, uh, not to toot my own horn, but it seems like we disarm more bombs when I'm reading the instructions. <laughs> Some people are better at communicating than other people. <laughs> That's one reason me and you talk so well. We're both good communicators. Chris, Chris is totally tooting his own horn. That's fine. You can do that. I toot my own horn, horn all the time. Mr. Fucking Steam Engine right now. But that's, that's, all. that's all I've been playing. Would you recommend that game? Yes. I don't believe you. <laughs> Small bursts. Okay. Ah, that's that's the nuance. Okay. I was like, it what is that? That face stressful. isn't a yes face. Very stressful. Yeah, yeah. it looks cool. 
It is fun. It is fun. If if you got people you can communicate with or if you can learn to communicate with, it's a lot of fun. I'm throwing you guys in the hot seat. Now that you've played the fucking plus games? Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. I don't even have them downloaded yet. Jesus. <laughs> We're running out of time, guys. Me too. I forgot. <laughs> Played one of them. I've beaten the other one at another time. Out? I'm off all week. I got plenty of time this week. You ain't gonna play yeah. those this week. I will. Me too. I don't know how much, but I'll play them. <laughs> Shut up. You're on vacation for a while. <laughs> I need. I need a fucking vacation. I need a vacation so bad. Um. Yeah. So, uh, anything else to get playing? Final Fantasy Seven's fantastic. We love it. Some people don't load in very well, though, and their lips work weird sometimes. But other than that, it's all good. So uh, we had a video we're going to watch. We're going to skip that because I want to make sure we get to the comments like uh, we didn't do last Tasty Cast because we had limited time. We got limited time this time, but a little bit more than last time. We talk um, too much. We talk way too much. So this episode will be Final Fantasy VII impressions and your guys' comments read, <laughs> um, which is fine because I, I like the community stuff more than reacting anyway. And news is slow and shit right now. We're going to talk about Valorant. We'll do a separate video on that soon. Um, so yeah, uh, if you guys don't know, we're jumping into where we respond to you guys' comments. We kind of skipped over that last weekend and we will reflect on the episodes that came out in the last week and talk to you guys directly. So, uh, we had an episode, I'm not sure what, Taste Cast. this is Taste Cast, yep. uh, where we talked about Final Fantasy VII hype. Now we're talking about our impressions. So, oh, how the times have changed. The hype is real. Uh, and uh, we talked about Resident Evil 3 a little bit and reflected on our 11-hour stream. And, uh, yeah, so we got... I didn't even fucking go through and see which ones I was going to read. Um, okay, so we got Jeremy with uh, hashtag me, 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 TLG. With spaces. Uh, no spaces and hashtags, Jeremy. No spaces and hashtags. I don't know how they do it in French Canadian land. Um, he says, me, 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 TLG. I played recently uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, try all the new stuff they add. Uh, COD Warzone. And the one I play most is Bless Unleashed. And I love this game very much. Try it. It's a free game. Are you Josh this this week? Are you selling us again? <laughs> try um, Raid Shadow Legends. Play Raid Shadow Legends. And right now, if you sign up, get a bonus. <laughs> um, everybody's getting paid off, goddammit. Um, I know I'm about to make some enemy uh, by saying this, but man, I hate Animal Crossing. Let me let me repeat that. Man, I hate Animal Crossing. I don't understand what or why people like it so much. Uh, it's just nothing is appalling to me from the game. I think oh appealing appealing. appealing. Uh, that's Meyer uh, to me for from that game. Uh, like nothing at all. Yeah, I stopped my countdown for Final Fantasy VII remake of the Discord because people already playing the game. Like you said, no one is more hype. Whoa, read more. Read more. No one is more hype than me for Final Fantasy Sound Remake. I dare you all. <laughs> you may be all surprised, but Resident Evil 3 Remake was not made only by Capcom. In fact, the majority of the game was created by a company called K2 Incorporated. Yeah, and they're probably going to make the other one, like I said earlier. So Yeah. So, what do we what do we got to say about what he had to say? Uh, well, you don't know I, me. I lost it. <laughs> um, I am mildly curious about bless so i might be asking you about that it's quite the endorsement he gave it yeah in in for more detail in the future um i'm glad you and everyone else are enjoying Warzone. at least i'm assuming so since you said you played it i wish i could play Red wade Dead plays Adventure. it a lot and wade runs into every hacker 
Every one of them. Every single one that exists. He play. He gets in a room with 200 people, and 199 of them are fucking hackers, and it's him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Red Dead 2, I, uh, you know, I wish I could play that game. It it seems really neat, but there's things about it just really just... I have a hard time sticking to that game in any capacity. And then uh, you're probably right about the, the hype part. I don't really hype too much on unfortunately, but I am very much enjoying Final Fantasy VII uh, and like to echo, actually what I said, definitely my favorite game this this come out this year. Um, I, I think it will be hard for, to beat, but there are some big names coming out. And The then, emotional investment is going to be hard to beat for me, but yeah. Last of Us Part Two is coming out. So, And then Animal Crossing. Um, I know a lot of people who actually share this opinion. Uh, there's definitely kind of a it's for you or it's not game. Um, I enjoy the chill nature of it of just being able to just do whatever you want and have no expectations of you. You could just get to relax. So um, it's kind of like fishing in real life. You just do it and it's just <laughs> chill. I know Chris doesn't like that, but you know, I get to sit, I get to drink a beer and, and just do something while relaxing. So yeah, a big ass re- fucking response. Yeah. From Chevy. Um, <laughs> fair uh i need to hop back into red dead redemption uh online uh myself i haven't played in a while but i but i enjoyed what i did play um bless unleashed i'm gonna have to look into that because that is something i was curious about but it's a free to play game a lot of free to play games there's a time where free to play games were like getting really interesting and now they're not as interesting as they were they're all kind of playing it safe because the market's not as lucrative mobile market is where all that fucking money went um so i'll be curious to try that out uh, but, 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 but you're not getting an enemy out of me. I'm somebody who sits right on that fucking fence when it comes to Animal Crossing. I appreciate it. I like it enough. I don't love it. Um, but this one is a lot better than the, than the prior ones. Uh, you stopped the countdown. That shit was fucking stressing me out. Cause at first I was like, is he going to do something? What is emergency? Your emergency. <laughs> um, the hype thing, motherfucker. I'm more hyped than you fight me. Um, I dare you. Uh, yeah, uh, the the Resident Evil thing is definitely apparent in it not being developed by the same people. So, Chris, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying your pow pow shooty games. Bang bang, cool. Enjoy it. Uh, and like Chevy said, Animal Crossing is enough for everybody. I, I enjoy it for a while, then I get really bored without having much to guidance of what to do. Um, but whatever. Uh, I'm not even playing Final Fantasy VII. I'm watching someone play it, and I'm like crying half the time. And I had a panic attack the other night because I couldn't order the game, physical copy of it, like Damn. literal panic attack. That might be some fucking pent up emotions just releasing there. <laughs> I felt that I was playing Final Fantasy VII. I was getting teary eyed. I'm like, this is normal, but at the same time, there's just a lot of shit going on in the world right now, and it just kind of feels good to get it out. Yeah, possible. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I watched someone play um, all, of, all of all of Resident Evil Three uh, playthrough when it launched. No spoilers. No spoilers. No, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But it definitely it it looks like it's a great game. But there's little feeling of like this might not be fully Capcom made. I got a spoiler for you. You win. <laughs> Good spoiler. It's <laughs> a lot of build up. <laughs> Uh, okay, also we got a comment from Keith saying, yeah, Jackbox stream was super fun. It also got a lot of new folks to the channel. I think we got about 
like around 10 subscribers from that stream, which is very cool. If you're uh, new to the channel, welcome to the channel. Welcome to the community. And continuing, he says, might have to do this more often. I'd love to. I would love to. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this weekend. I was going to do it maybe this weekend. We're filming, but Final Fantasy Seven came out. So uh, push that button was real fun. <laughs> push the button, yeah. Uh, it felt like it could almost be its own game. That's something I kept saying when we were playing it, too. Like, the whole time, like, why isn't this its own game? You can fucking make this do all sorts of crazy shit. Um, from Jackbox. It could be a standalone game from Jackbox, which I would love. I agree with you, 100%. Anything? Nothing? You guys love Keith? You guys hate WoW? I hate him. Worst let, person let, ever. Let him know how much you hate WoW. Are you just digging into that one? Um, <laughs> Join the Discord link down below. Yeah, No, Push Button was great. I know it was a fun stream. I... I would like to do it again, but I don't think I could do them all the time because obviously well, I'm not doing an 11 hour stream again unless fucking the, the, the wind's just right. Well, I was going to say like the plan was much shorter. Yeah. So yeah, like three hours, but yeah, that's all I got. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. And then Chris, it was fun. All right. Very fun. <laughs> Uh, and then we did an episode where we talked about, it was Tasty Tuesday, talking about more Resident Evil 8 leaks, which keep coming out. I'm hearing all sorts of shit about witchcraft now. I'm like, God damn it. And uh, we act, reacted to one of the first fucking next-gen games we're finally seeing, Soulborn. Um, and yeah, we got another comment from Keith that says, I'm definitely not blown away by Soulborn in its current state. Keith, I agree with you fucking so much. I'm not, I'm not either. I'm just not blown away by the fucking game. Chris, have you seen Soulborn? just little tidbits here and there and it just like you said it's just kind of like meh looking yeah yeah it's pretty underwhelming Chevy you already expressed your pins on it but anything I bad? did I hope it looks better when it's closer to completed I thought you forgot where you were for a second You're like I <laughs> I was trying to Straight. not be a dick <laughs> yeah it's hard, dude. It's hard. <laughs> uh, and then Cowboy Hansky, fucking Tasty Crew, Cody said, like you guys were kind of saying, these Edited. titles start getting kind of confusing. Like, are you rebooting, remaking, or restarting the whole series? That that can kind of get weird sometimes. Uh, scrap it and make a first-person Dino Crisis. He's referring to Resident Evil 8 and how we're saying, should this be a side thing? Should it be just start the whole fucking thing over? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, I agree with him when he says scrap it and make it a first. Well, I don't agree with the scrap it thing. But I do agree. Just make make more games. Make Dino Crisis. Because I'd like a Dino Crisis, but I'd also really like more remakes. I'd also really like new Resident Evil. So, um, yeah, I'd like Dino Crisis. I'm not a huge Dino Crisis guy, but yeah, fuck it. Where they're at right now mentally with their games, fuck yeah, make everything. Yeah, and no, I agree with that sentiment. As far as the other part, I mean, I'm confused with Resident Evil to begin with, um, but that's mostly just because I don't play them. So it's extra confusing for me. I'm confused with Resident Evil. That's a weird fucking title. Resident? Like someone just living somewhere? Evil. Well, we did translate Biohazard to Resident yeah. Evil because we're smart. It's marketing. Biohazard <laughs> smart. That makes sense. It's the, about fucking... Sure. It makes way more the sense. The original name. I'm not talking shit either because I love the old Resident Evils and I love the fucking name. It's dope sounding. But if you think about it, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it only made sense for fucking the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. residence has evil there. But then when you're in the fucking city, which resident? All. You're in the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and then three, you're in the city still. And there's some asshole. Is that the resident? Fucking nemesis? He's the fucking resident? He's, he's evil as shit. And fuck it. You're going to stick homes in four. Yeah. Yeah. Code Veronica. 
Veronica's evil. She's the resident. Yeah. Biohazard, man. It makes sense. It's just like, yeah, there's some fucking weird biological shit going on with this biohazard. So, the shit has leaked. Yeah. Everywhere. All over the world. You guys hear Chernobyl's on fire right now? No. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're trying to dig ditches so it doesn't get to the reactor. 2020. Why are you crazy? Chris, got any thoughts on anything? I just I said. Stay in your homes and play video games. The world. Stop burning Chernobyl. And stay home. Fuck. Uh, I, I agree. I don't think they should scrap it. I should. They should finish it out, and they shouldn't be afraid to try new things. Um, just don't like bastardize the series by making something completely off base. Um, but I would like to see a Dino Crisis that's not a first-person shooter. A first-person shooter? Well, he says make he, Dino he Crisis makes... first-person, and it's a shooty game, so. Oh, I didn't see. Make so. a first-person Dino Crisis. Oh, I didn't. F I read that. I didn't fucking get that <laughs> tidbit. I mean, I'd be kind of interested in a first-person Dino Crisis, but at the same time, yeah, I'd kind of want them to stick to the original. Fuck it, you just go pure VR. Oof. <laughs> I don't want to poop my pants every time I play a game. This is a good concern. You should not want to do that every time you play a game. That would actually make me play a lot less games. <laughs> Bad marketing. Anything else? Nah. <laughs> All right. Then I did an episode where I covered Inside Xbox for April 2020 and talked about the new Xbox controller. Uh, in that, I referred to a game. That I forgot the name of it, but... Uh, so it's Hello Games, new games, their pet project. I forgot oh, yeah. what it's called, but uh, I referred to that guy as Bag Boy. And then uh, Grounded, which is, um, oh, no, Obsidian? I think Obsidian's new, uh, like, Ark slash uh, Conan Exile mm. style survival game, but it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, that was another game I saw that was really interesting. So uh, putting that context out there, Psycho Scream says Bag Boy and Grounded looked pretty good. Um I agree. I said I, when I was watching, I was like, oh, these actually look pretty cool. And then uh, Xbox controller still takes batteries in 2020. Lame. All capitals. You're going to start a war, Psycho. I've I've been having this war on Twitter. You don't want to do it. Don't say these things. Don't talk about batteries. People get fuck. I've had some of the fucking just most vicious vitriol thrown at me for talking about batteries. Hey, you know what? They... You got some battery lovers out there, so they love them, dude. Yeah. They fucking love batteries. Who wants to replace batteries every two, three weeks? Don't ask this question, yeah, Chris. Yeah, don't. Chris, don't ask this question. Dude. This, the, the, oh, that, that gets wild pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, don't, like, don't, don't, um, don't ask that. As far as like grounded goes, I because I obviously I wasn't uh, part of the the video here, so um, I only got to check tidbits of it here and there, um, and I did watch the grounded part. It's got multiplayer, and it looks cool actually. Yeah. Um, I like the creativity there. It is nice to see that it's less like end of the world scenario um, and more. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And more just kind of like weird. And I like that because the, the genre needs a refreshing take anyways. Um, I mean, Ark was pretty refreshing. They're all hundred oh, like, percent. It's a game with fucking soldiers with machine guns and lasers and fucking sharks and dinosaurs. Yeah. No, it's weird as fuck. And this like, also seems weird you, as fuck, which is great. What drugs have you been taking? Um, and also get just them? listening to the developers talk about like things making sense when they're making the game too, which yeah. I always appreciate. Um, and Obsidian's a really creative developer. For sure. They have their niche following and every game that they create is, is, is never, doesn't feel like somebody else's game ever. Except for, I agree with that hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Fuck, is it Outer Worlds or Outer Wilds? Outer Worlds um, 
feels like something Bethesda should have made a long time ago, but they made games for Bethesda, so they get to do that. Yeah. So, and then uh, the the project from Hello Games, I recall us watching something on that before a while and I ago. I think yeah. I was interested then too. So, um, it looks like a puzzle platformer type game. And I am also of the preference of a rechargeable anything, anything. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Which there's common ground there with the people who buy the rechargeable packs for their Xbox. I like rechargeable batteries. So if you want to buy those after you bought the console, we'll have a difference of opinion on that. But the double A's, I'm just not. I, I, I don't know how you would want to defend that. So but we're not getting into that. I'm not the fuck. I'm not. I talk about this enough on fucking Twitter. Well, talk I'm, about it. I mean, have, have your, your preference, whatever. I like rechargeables. Dude, you say anything about fucking double A's and people will instantly start saying how much of a piece of shit you are and fucking start cursing your firstborn. All sorts of shit. I'm like, jokes on you. I don't have a firstborn. One, if that alternate dimension happens where that happens, they're cursing (laughs) that fucking firstborn. They're trying to get you somehow. Not my problem. Don't question those fucking batteries, dude. They will get you. Chris? Uh, Granted is a neat idea. It looks fun and entertaining, although it does give that very strong, like, honey, I shrunk the kids vibe to it. That's not a bad thing. Um, the, the bag boy looks fun. Uh, puzzle games are always fun and intriguing. Dungeon punch. The game. bag boy. Yeah, the bag boy. The bag boy. Yeah. Hey, that bag boy looks pretty fun. And I say give people options if you really want it that badly. They do. They do. That's the argument. Yeah. That, the argument for Xbox, uh, including double A's is the idea of options, which I think there could be a strong argument there if it wasn't for the substandard uh, inclusion of AA batteries as what you get when you pay that price. Especially when people are like, it's only 15 bucks to upgrade. Well, put that 15 bucks on the fucking Xbox and just come with a rechargeable fucking pack that lasts 30 hours. That's a wild fucking amount of battery. I get why you're upgrading to it. It's just crazy that you start out having to upgrade. And then of course people are like the rechargeable double A's. It's just a very Nintendo from the last one. approach. Sell extra stuff. Don't we're not getting into it. Or we did. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else? Nope. <laughs> I'm not gonna start any more arguments. So you guys tread it in there. I gotta fucking clarify my position. Um Okay, and then Runty says, I like your PlayStation shirt, which was an accident, I swear. I reacted to uh inside Xbox. And I had two videos planned for that day. I threw on a shirt. It was a PlayStation shirt. Seems kind of off, I know. Fucking uh, watching an Xbox video with PlayStation shirt on. Someone might be like, he's... You're just well-rounded. He's infiltrated. He's the enemy. Also, shout out for the Washington uh, hoodie. Phil's from... I know. Phil's from around here. I know. Phil's from around here. He's a local. Just got to give the shout out. I did the same thing when I watched this in that episode. I was like, Washington. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, he's looking gruff. It's that quarantine life. Fucking it. We're all feeling that. <laughs> um, you have anything to say on my shirt, Chris? No, no. Good. <laughs> Don't talk shit. It could be a cooler shirt. Next. For the record, I would wear an Xbox shirt, except for I don't wear green. So if I find one with white, maybe I'll buy it. Uh, then we had uh, the PS5 DualSense revealed discussion I conducted. And um, 
for the most part, pretty much everyone kind of was on the same page as me, it seems. People were pretty excited for it. Um, somebody, uh, oh yeah, uh, Arsenic Steel 0 I already replied to you um, on this, but uh, you said, uh, got a link to when they said no one used the light bar. Seems odd given the light bar on PS4 is mandatory for PSVR, and that's why they put it on there in the first place. This is in reference to when I said nobody liked the, uh, the light bar, um, and uh, people were already talking about new ways to uh, use the light bar and um, other people saying that essentially that the light bar was not going to be on the next iteration, which it isn't um, because it was an idea that uh, didn't manifest the way they wanted it to. Uh, you asked for a link. Um, I'd have to go back fucking like five years ago, find the articles I read and then three years ago to read more articles I read. It's just an amalgamation of information I've collected from reading developers talking about making games for the PS4, um, general fucking responses to a huge majority of people with PS4s going, can we turn the light bar off? Because where's that option? And then they added the dimming uh, ability that wasn't there when the PS4 first came out because people didn't like the light bar. Um, as for the PSVR thing, um, unless they had pre-planned PSVR when that thing first came out, when they developed the thing before it released, um, the light bar came out first off to be interactive with the camera, the same as the Kinect was uh, augmented reality. Uh, the PS camera was also augmented reality. There was games that came out for light bar uh, before PSVR was ever even in development. So, um, and then after that didn't take off, just like the Kinect, we all forgot about the Kinect. That shit's gone. Um, they figured out a way to go, well, we can use that in PSVR. And then they um, put it into that. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it's used for now. But the next iteration, I, I knew they'd get rid of it just because when you listen to developers talk about it and, and people in general, nobody really seemed happy with it. But they had to use it for something because they built that fucking light into the controller. It'd be weird to get rid of it. Um, so they use it for PSVR. I don't think the next version of PSVR, um, it, it might have different technology in it to, to read that shit. So. Well, and don't quote me on this, but like, I was under the impression that the light was a very minor factor in the uh, essentially the, the controller um, tracking because it, it, it is because you can use that controller's uh, six axis shit. I was um, going to say it's the motion stuff I off thought. the yeah. camera. Yeah. So, so um, I think it's just there to assist in the first place. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. I'm sure but that's what I was under the impression of. Yeah. Um, because originally the plan was for that to be to help with accuracy of tracking. Um, I just don't think it necessarily worked. It panned out the way they thought it was going to. So, Yeah, they had an original idea and the market didn't go in that direction the same as Connect didn't. Mm. Um, they're hoping that there'd be more augmented reality games and there already was. There was those AstroBot games that you could like lean people around, do all these weird uh, things with. Some games kind of used it. They, they dabbled with that a bit with the fucking, um, um, the, the Vita, um, especially with that back touchpad thing that was kind of interesting yeah and it made its way over to the ps4 oddly enough um so yeah there's just the idea that didn't work out um and then like i said i've i've heard nothing but negative things from people and communities on that light bar wanting to fucking turn the thing off because it's just wasting battery it's just bright it didn't help with anything some developers going well let's do something with it and turn it red when you're almost dead and green when you're healthy which is a cool idea but it wasn't designed for that it's on the front of the fucking controller and then uh Eventually, when they're like, 
we have an opportunity to do VR with PlayStation. Let's use that light bar as a way to track as well because VR needs tracking and it's one mode of tracking that they already invested uh, development time into specifically with the uh, move controllers. They do the same kind of tracking with light. So they did the same thing with the remote. So I think it was a, not a happy accident, but it was smart ingenuity on how you can not waste the potential of something that you originally had a different idea for. Um, and they got use out of it. So I think it was a really smart move, but um, we see now with the PS5, they got rid of it. They put it behind. So now when if a developer does want to play with those lights for whatever reason, it's more meant for that <clears throat> behind the touchpad. So I never, I always found it to be really annoying. I, I don't have VR, PSVR, so I never used it. The only time I ever used it is like when I was over at your guys' place playing the PSVR with you guys then. Um, I just found it really like everybody, like you read online, it's very bright, it's very annoying. If if they flash colors like some some games have, it just I just find it distracting. So I always turn it like all the way down or off if I can. I just the only time I've ever found any like actual use for it is determining who's player one and who's player two. Yeah, yeah, it's got these loose uses, but the original purpose of it just as like a visual gimmick, but also as a way to play augmented games, which they thought was where things were going to go early on in in both console cycles just didn't pan out yeah and so it became almost like a nuisance mm. it's like this failed fucking it's the the weird kid that they lock in the basement like what's that noise don't worry about that Shh, i see this flashing light what's that Shh, close your eyes don't look that yeah, way just don't look don't look at the front of the controllers hold it like normal don't look down it's fine why is it bright it's not just turn it down turn the the brightness down it's fine Shh, we're dimming it we're dimming it yeah. not trying to bother you don't worry about it yeah so I wanted to address that just because I, I don't I don't have my references and links, but it's just an amalgamation of information I've collected for fucking six years, seven years. So, um, yeah. And then uh, we are almost out of time completely. So real quick, Final Fantasy VII remake, first class edition unboxing. Chevy and I did that. Chevy did the whole episode. I did the camera work. And real quick, I'm just going to rattle off. Keith said, so cool. Oh, my God. The money that that's money well spent there. Uh, Card Small said, looks really neat. Also enjoyed the B-roll at the end. I appreciate that. Thank you um, for the B-roll thing because I always like to do that. Uh, Wade says, wow, can I get any moisture? Chevy swinging that box cutter like an absolute madman. Psycho Scream says, Buster Sword, no materia, shake my head. He's just not impressed. That's normal. Uh (laughs) So it seems like everybody is, uh, is on the same page when it comes to... It's pretty cool. Yeah. I wasn't aware I was swinging a box cut around like a madman, but you're welcome. You do a lot of like movements. I do that with my hands when I talk sometimes anyways. Well, I don't know about the talking thing, but I was saying you're fucking. Wah, 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 wah. I think he's impressed. I think I think he got him excited, but it's not hard. Wade gets excited easy, <laughs> especially when he's talking about hackers. <laughs> Chris, did you see that video? Did you like what you saw? Quickly. I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. It's it's fucking cool. The thing's weighty and dope. And in a few months, you can come over and check it out. Hopefully, yes. And then, uh, lastly, we did uh, over on the Tasty Senpai channel. Link down below. Make sure to go subscribe. Uh, try and cream snacks. And then I explained that situation uh, and and posted the first episode from that channel on this channel so if you guys got a chance to watch that check it out and uh, do me a big favor and go subscribe to that channel and then we got some comments uh 
One of them that I wanted to just kind of say thank you to was uh, Nima saying, I think your commentary alone is gold. Excited to see your personal vids. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, I know you subscribed over there. So thank you for that as well. Um, we, we had fun. Um, we had fun doing it. It tasted good. So, uh, yeah. And then we got uh, Shu Wong Cook saying, Honey Twist Snack is one of my favorites. And we both liked it a lot. It was well. so good. Yeah. So it's it's funny us eating that. We're like, whoa, we never had that before. That's yeah. pretty good. And then someone's <laughs> going like, yeah, it's my favorite. I'm like, makes sense. Yeah, it's good. So agreed. Anything, Chris? I am also jealous because I like snacky foods. <laughs> yeah. Once once quarantine is fucking uh, down, we can we can do some cool taste test shit. Yeah. So I'll bring I wanna- some mochi over. Do it. I saw your mom was making some. That's awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I about to say, I, I, that's the show. What's good? I just want to eat stuff. And if it's good or bad, unless it's like fucking, I know it's going to be awful. I'm not going to eat it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's the whole thing. So it'd be fun to get different people on. So plus it's my show. You guys can be on any time, but fucking it's cool to have you guys guests in on there sometime. So yeah. Anything else you guys want to say? Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for all the comments. Keep commenting and make sure to type in ask TLG hashtag ask TLG to be considered. Otherwise, I just no read spaces. randomly. If you're like, hey, you didn't read. You didn't read my fucking comment, asshole. Why didn't you do that? Well, hey, asshole, put the fucking hashtag ask TLG in there. We'll put you on the show. No spaces. Yeah. No spaces. <laughs> I, I, that didn't matter, though, because I still read your comments. So. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast on Taste of the Game. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Taste of the Gaming. Check out our streams. Links down below. You can watch us pretty much everywhere. Uh, check out our Discord. Link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Stay out of the Blizzard section unless you got good things to say, though, because we got a little little incident in there. It was fun. Um, what else? We got fucking... Uh, podcast platform audio places you can click on if you want to listen to us links down below links down below we're on everything itunes spotify every other fucking thing under the sun and uh, unless you live in the slums under the fucking plate you ain't getting that sun um and yeah my name's seth i'm chevy and i'm chris until next episode which is uh tasty tuesday have a good weekend guys have a good week stay safe and take it easy